Yo, what it do, everybody? Welcome back to another episode on the Go Chicago Sports. It's your boy Mike B and my man's big go here with me today. And we're here to talk about our Chicago Bulls coming off of back-to-back losses against the New York fucking Knicks. The big old man, how, before we get into these games and this Bulls scene, how you feeling today, bro? Man, I'm feeling a little bit better than I did last night. I was super pissed last night, you know, just like, just confused as fuck, man. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. I was pissed off. Game one, I wasn't too pissed. It was a back and forth game. Um, yes. but the Knicks, you could tell the Knicks wanted it more. So I thought, okay, maybe game two, the Bulls adjust something, I bounce back and come out and punch them right in their mouth. I, I kind of figured that this this series was going to split. I know who's going to win on which day. So I'm like, all right, game two, Bulls were just, they came out flat, man. But first, we're going to talk about game one. Um, the Knicks beat the Bulls one twenty eight to one twenty. The Knicks came out and shot the, the basketball really well from the three point line, eighteen from thirty four. Coming in this game, they was probably one of the worst three point shooting teams. But you know, teams have the highest shooting percentage against the Bulls. Uh, Julius Randle thirty one points. Jalen Brunson with thirty. R.J. Bear chipped in with twenty two, and Quentin Grant with fourteen points. On the Bulls' side, Patrick Williams, to me, had a solid game. 11 points, 5 assists. DeMar DeRozan, 32 points. Vucevic, 19 points. Zach Levine, 25 points. And Kobe White off the bench with 12 points. What was your overall thoughts about Game 1 against the Knicks? Oh, man. Uh, Game 1 was, um, you know, it was a a good game. You know, um, I thought it was a lot of back and forth. It was high scoring. Uh, they both got over two, 248 points. Um, I mean, it was to be expected, you know. Um, Julius Randle, uh, you know, the one of the few power fours in the league that we know the Bulls going to have a struggle to guard. They, you know, they just don't, you know, Patrick Williams being a four, but we just still not big enough at that position to really, you know, contain him like we want, wanted to. So we knew that, you know, it was going to be a high-scoring game, you know, going back and forth. Um, so, I mean, it was to be expected. I wasn't really too uh, pissed off about the about game one, though I still believe the Bulls got a better roster than the Knicks. But, sure. you know, we know they're going to drop one of Tom Thibodeau. He's going to get his guys up, you know, even though we are like him to take, you know, both home games and go to New York and take that, that third game. So. Yeah, from to me, I think I think Patrick Williams did an okay job with Julius Randle. I but I think when it comes to Patrick Williams post defender, I think a lot of guys that's bigger than him probably take advantage. But I think overall during the perimeter, he did a good job on uh, Julius Randle. With just when Julius Randle wanted to put his back to the basket, that's kind of like what he got Patrick Williams. And of course, Javante Green, uh, Caruso. Tried their hand at uh, Julius Randle. We knew that wasn't going to work. Um, but one thing about, to me, both of these Bulls game is time and time again, we've seen the Bulls just double-team quick. As soon as they get the ball, they double-team, and they'll leave a shooter open. 
like Quinn Grant. They leave Quinn Grant up. And as soon as you hit, as soon as he hit the first two, that should let you know that he's starting to get hot. And time to switch some things up, which they did not do. Jalen Brunson had his way behind the three-point line. Um, Mitchell Robinson and Jericho Sims both baby Vooch in his first that first game offensive rebound. I think Jericho Sims had seven offensive rebound. Uh, so it was a lot of things to me that that went wrong that first game. But I thought that the game was there for the Bulls to take advantage of it, but they fell flat in that that fourth quarter. Um, to me, Demar Rosen played good. Vooch, he was he played good, but why do they get away from Vooch in the second half? Vooch, um, man, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Vooch was cooking early in the in the game, and they they just went away. Like you could see time where he's calling for the ball, and Zach staring him down. It's like, okay, Zach, is you going to hit him? Is Zach the feel like you're going to hit him and then take the shot? Absolutely. Like you 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 hit on a few ever like never ending story with the Bulls. One being the, the three point line. They tend to. Double certain guys. We've seen it, I mean, over the course of the season, they don't guard the three-point line well. Like, whatever the schemes is, whether it's Kevin Durant, whether it's Julius Randle, whether it's Giannis, whether whoever it is, they the guys do not rotate well after the double team. And they think that because this is a guy that you're not familiar with, that he won't make a three on you. But I think, you know, when you look at Tom Thibodeau's teams, all his guys rotate. You see a guy come double, then you see a guy flying out to the three-point line. It's not like it, it's one or the other. You know what I mean? Tibbs makes sure his guys don't give up nothing. It, you know, at least trying not to give up nothing. With the Bulls, it's like, okay, we took away the paint from Julius Randle, so we're going to give Brunson and Grimes the three. It's yeah. like, no, you have to respect these guys. These are still NBA players. You know what I mean? This is an NBA kid. He's in the lineup for a reason. Don't yeah. let him shoot. And you even if I mean? he, and if you do leave him open, he hit one. Okay, cool. The second one, he's starting to heat up. Once he hit three of them motherfuckers, it's it's time to um change up what you're doing. Change it's time to rotate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and to me, this is, you know, one of the problems what I think with the Bulls keeping them from being one of the top teams in the East right now at this point because, you know, let's say in the playoffs. In the playoffs, if you're going to say, hey, we're going to give up the paint but let this guy shoot the three, and if he's hot, whoever it is, you're going to lose games. You're going to lose game, And you're just going to say, well, we lost because he made wide open threes. It's like, no, you can't play the game that way. You have to rotate. The next guy have to rotate, 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 rotate until they throw the ball away or have to throw something up because the shot clock running out. You know what I mean? We seen, you know, we witnessed Tom Thibodeau teams when he was the head coach of the Bulls do that over and over and over again, make teams turn the ball over or take bad shots. And Or, and, or don't even double – every play you see the Bulls double team. It's like you ain't got to double team all the time. And sometimes Patrick Williams was doing good. It was no absolutely. Need, it was no need for a double team. I feel like Patrick Williams is a it's a good defender who know he not he, he going to be, but he's still a good defender who I I believe can 
hold his own one on one. I can see if it was it was Zach or Demar in the post. Those those guys who can't play, play a lick of defense, but as far as Caruso and Patrick Williams or even Vooch, I trust those guys at least to let them play one-on-one. You ain't got to double-team all the damn time. Absolutely. And another thing, you know, something I like about Julius Randle game, and I'm pretty sure the team noticed it well, they scout, they scout the, the opponents, but Julius Randle is a great passer. Like, yeah. he averages over four or five assists a game, so it ain't like he's going to not find the right guy to give it to if you're going to play, if you're going to double-team and, and do a double-team lazy. You know what I mean? So... I mean, for me, it was like, you know, that's that's just uh, something that's just been going on with the Bulls all year. I don't know how they're going to be able to fix it because it's like it's not getting no better. And the second part of uh, what you said, Vucevic, you know, with them not going to Vuce in the, in the second half of games, it's like a lot of these games, you know, Patrick or Vuce is getting off to really hot starts and then they're not seeing the ball anymore. Yeah, I don't understand that. I, I do not understand that like you know it is we know a defense is going to adjust somewhat but you have to you know make Patrick Williams or Vucevic if Vucevic got it going make him be the decoy for the night if he got it high if he making two three shots in a row and we know he got the he got the ups on him give him the ball feed constantly feed him make them double team him so you can have your julius randall situation on the offensive side of the court and, and it's like <laughs> if, if, if vooch cooking you give him the ball in a post they're going to double team vooch because vooch got the high hand which will leave a guy like demar open or zach open it make the game much easier on the stars if vooch Absolutely. is getting the ball because he's going they's going to double team him um, Mitchell Robinson cannot hold his own against Vooch, so they got it. They're going to send Julius Randle or none or one of the other smaller guards to go help, which uh, have an open guy open. It's just simple basketball, and the Bulls failed to do that. And even though Patrick Williams, I think Patrick Williams in game one showed flashes of being a point four, which I thought they were going to continue to keep the ball in his hand. He made some nice passes, um, finished the game with five assists, um. Absolutely. I want to touch up on this on this bench because Kobe White played 28 minutes, but the rest of the guys played no more than 12 minutes. Andre Drummond, to me, he's a he's good when he's going, but when he's not going, he's bad. He's real bad. Uh, and I think he's he's a guy. Everybody on this bench is guys that um, I feel like if they doing good, Billy keep them. But the moment they start to mess up, the leash is being pulled. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. only played 11 minutes. Dragic only played 10 minutes. Uh, so I think this bench can use uh, a a real a player, should I say, a player like somebody who can somebody who can do it all. That way you can you ain't got to run the starters into the ground. Like everybody played down there 40 minutes except Caruso. Yeah, absolutely, man. I I think, man. You know, I've been thinking about this all night and all this morning, dude. Just like. Just, you know, reading and listening to people talk about the Bulls. You know, I, I you know, when you when you see this team play, dude, it, it feels like Billy losing his team, man. It just, that's what it feels like. Because, you know, Drummond, this is a game Drummond should play a ton of minutes in. You know, I know we talk about the Cavs, the Bucks, and maybe one or two other teams being a team 
with size that the Bulls we okay they're going to give the Bulls problem. We don't we ain't really talk about it. after seeing that game one. I'm out get the Knicks is another big team that you want to get a Bulls problem with Mitchell Robinson, Jericho Holmes, another athletic big coming off the bench, and then Hardenstein and Tibbs being a, a good coach. Jericho Sims and Hartstein that together. We just gonna beat their ass on the inside. That's what we're gonna do. And I don't get why Billy, you got a big drumming. You know what I mean? You got you got Vooch. Why don't you counter? Counter. It's chestnut checkers, man. What is you doing? I, I think Billy trying to stay away from the plan of two bids because he heard a lot of that from you know playing. Tristan Thompson and Vucevic. I think he's staying away from playing those two together. I think he's, he thought about it, but he was like, nah, I, I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because my opinion that, okay, well, you can try everything else you can try. What, you know, what is you losing games anyway. You know what I mean? It's time to switch things up. You got to not, uh, you okay, you threw Caruso in the starting lineup. Or you do, I mean, you ain't got over and over and you're failing you just insane so what yeah. else you, you need to do something different in order to give defenses a different look you know and give your team a jolt of energy you know what i mean play a new game it don't have to be because right now i know the team is down they frustrated they pissed off just as well as the fans but so you have to play the play game within the game you know what i'm saying just go in the locker room and tell them guys forget all that we gonna do something totally different. We, I'm just gonna switch something up. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell you what the game plan is, but maybe you say, "Well, you know what? Today, Patrick, I want you to play a lot of point four today." Okay. Switch things up. Just do something different to give these guys that jolt of energy they need to have fun again. Because we know if you ain't having fun, they're not going to win games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not fun right now because they're trying so hard to win and it's not working. So. Yeah, so that was game one. Uh, let's go over to game two where the Bulls pretty much got ran off the United <laughs> Center 114 to 91. Julius Randle 19 points, 12 rebounds. Jalen Brunson to me had his best game, even though he didn't have it the number wise. But six from nine from three, best three points. Nine. <laughs> uh, RJ Barrett 27 points. He was three from five from the three-point line. Quinn Grind went five from nine from three-point line with for 22 points. Um, nobody on this bench, on their bench, really did anything special. Uh, on the Bulls, on the other hand, to me, Patrick Williams was playing real good early on in the game. DeMar DeRozan, 14 points. Zach Levine, 17 points. Fucevich, nine points. Everybody else was in single digits. Uh, it's crazy to me that Patrick Williams is our best three-point shooter. <laughs> but uh, what was your overall take on game two against the Knicks, man? Man, first half, you know, similar to game one, keeping it close. You know, execution pretty good. You know, you know that. I mean, what more can you ask for? It's game two. We know it's going to be a you know a different feel. You know, Tom Thibodeau is going to adjust. You know, we expect it <laughs> to adjust at least in the first half, <laughs> like he did. 
Uh, then the second half, it's like the wheels came off. It, you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't just a blown tire; like the whole axle broke off the car. Like yeah. it's in the middle of the highway. Why did your name just just doom? Because, like, dude. <laughs> I mean, when you look at this stat line: six of 14, 14 points for Demar, seven of twelve, seventeen for Levine. Not terrible shooting nights, but definitely not over 20 points. So mm-hmm. that tells me these guys wasn't – not that they – I'm not going to say they weren't trying to win the game, but they wasn't trying, like, really hard to play. Like, and you know what I mean? It wasn't no determination. Like, this game, to me, the emotions really came out. <clears throat> There's a couple of things that I've seen Vooch uh, pissed off where his body language – I remember when Mitch Robinson got a re- offensive rebound, took it up, and you could just see Vooch's body language just went like, man. Defeated. And, Defeated. Yeah, and, you, and it was times, two times where I seen DeMar DeRozan. Once, he missed uh, – he turned the ball over, and he got frustrated. Like, bro, that was on you. And another, thing, another time he was walking off. With his hand, he did like this with him, throwing his hands up, looking all defeated. I'm like, yeah, this game is over. When I kept when I kept seeing that, like this game is is it's over, man. And, um, I don't know what the hell happened to Zach Levine. Um, he don't look like a max player to me. Like, there's no way in hell that Demar Derozan, somebody who's 34 years old, constantly have to drop 30 points or more to keep us in the damn game when you. Are a better overall offensive player. Yes, indeed. Pretty you can't you can't blame the knee now because you're not low managing no more. So that's telling us that you're fine. So what the hell happened to Zach Levine from last year? Because the beginning of last year, you you it was neck and neck with him or Demar. Yeah, now it just looks like Demar just the best player on this team, and it's going to be the first year. Of the new contract, and you probably not going to make the All Star team, so you know it's going to be some heat that that come with that. So Zach Levine just do not look like the same player he did last year. The decision making it's been off. The um the shots that he's taken has been questionable. Like you pulling up for a three point shot early in the shot clock. I, I know you you when you hot you hot, but if you're not hot, take it to the basket, bro. Absolutely, yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a double back. First of all, Bulls will have to win every game in January for anybody to get consideration for All Star game. I can't see Demar or Zach Levine making this team right now with the way they playing. Because guess what, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of new newcomers. Yeah, that's that's going to get them spots because they they play their teams winning and they yeah. just they they killing it right now. Uh, Zach, you know. I, like game two, like I said, he shot seven for 12, three for five from three, 17 points. You know, he, he, he's an offensive guy. I thought he gave as much as that as he could. <laughs> you know, granted, he only played 30 minutes, you know, due to Billy not using, I guess he wanted to switch up his rotation, seeing the game getting out of hand. But, you know, I don't have just a, a complete answer for you, bro. Um, I, I could just say it's on everybody at this point. And, I, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people and, you know, somebody made a comment that was, I thought was, you know, I kind of agree with what he said was that a lot of these games, you know, the Bulls losing, 
Um, but they think they like two and eighteen in crunch time. But a lot of these games, you know, a lot of these guys are playing well. You know, you're getting your double doubles from Vooch. You getting, you know, granted Zach Levine haven't played well a whole lot. You know what I mean? But he been picked it up over the last few weeks. You know, okay numbers. You know, you're getting your good games from Kobe White. You got some good games out of Dragic and Drummond. You know, Patrick Williams look like he's trying a little bit more. So you see in the team that you like, everybody's kind of playing okay, but they still not winning. So it kind of signals that these guys are just not good enough. You know what I mean? They not good enough, and they're not playing as a team. You you see nobody really like the ch- the times Vuce get the ball, they it's just they just dumping it off to Vuce and they're expecting it to get it back. There's nobody really setting up guys like how Lonzo Ball was. That's why they, they looked so good last year because Lonzo Ball was getting guys involved. It was out and running. Now you look at this team, who's who really setting the plate for these guys? Maybe Dragic, but he only played 15 minutes a game. Uh, do you see anybody else? Really setting up guys. Nobody, and 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 that's and that's you hitting on the head. I was going to say that too. They they need a point guard to just be good enough to make the playoffs. I mean, me and you, we talked about it early all over the summer. We didn't expect these guys to win the championship, but we did expect them to be a top sixteen. You know what I mean? And right now, they're not even that. They don't even like a play-in team at this particular moment. So, I, in my eyes, dude, you know, after this New York game, like <laughs> I'm like, dude. They gonna have to. I, I'm not in the in the party of fans that say blow it up. I don't think they have to blow this thing up, but I will say I do think they have to pivot. Like they need to. They gonna have to cash one or two of these pieces in and go get a point guard and yeah, just I, operate as as ball not even coming back. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm not. I'm not in the notion of blow it up, but I am. I am going to like. Fuck this continuity shit because you're never <laughs> you're never going to have continuity in the NBA. We're ninety percent healthy. Only only piece we miss is Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball. and Absolutely. Lonzo Ball fixed a couple things, but we're still going to be a flawed team. You can't expect this guy to come in and hit the ground running. We don't even know if he's going to come back this year. I I don't think we'll see Lonzo Ball this year because uh, every time I see the news, this he's still having pain in his knee, so. Lonzo Ball out of the question. We're still 90% healthy. It's time for you to really think about where you want to be as a Chicago Bulls. Like Absolutely. we got a, a team, we got young players, and we got some veteran players. Do we want to really make the playoffs? Because if we really do want to make the playoffs, we gotta make a move, like you said, get a point guard or to get another guy that can that can really Go out yeah. there and and ball perform. Yeah, yeah. We know we need no. multiple things. We know we need more shooting. We know we need a shot blocker. Yeah, because going up against Mitchell Robinson, you know, a lot of guys, the guy man that can just just go, just, that can some of these guys in the eye at least. And at this, so we know that much. At this point, I'm going to these games thinking like I don't know what the hell which Bulls week team gonna win. Even the bad team, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So uh sooner or later a change gotta happen because we can find ourselves really at 13, the 13 seed. Yeah. The I don't think we're gonna be I don't think we're gonna be that bad to get uh 15 and 14, but we can slip all the way down to 13 if they Absolutely. wanna continue to play this team. So yeah. um I mean, I, I, 
Yeah, go ahead. The trade deadline goes says a lot about what AK and Mark think of this team. Like I said, we already 90% healthy. There's nothing else, you know, that we need to see from this team. Even if Lonzo is back, you can't expect him to be 100% once he returns. You're going to take time to, you know, get his legs going. I got a question for you. So what, what do you predict happened, just based on what we've seen thus far this season? What do you think happened? To this roster, do you, do you think AK make a move? I, he he got to. I think he will. Um, because if you if you look at this team, they something is off, you know. Um, and I think you got one or two choices. Either you got to just bite the bullet, go all in. That means you 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 found a uh you trading away, Io Pat maybe Daylon Terry and try to get you. Another star. Maybe you pair a Vooch expiring contract, go get you uh, a third star that maybe can fit with DeMar and Zach. Option two, maybe you just do something small. Maybe you attach Kobe White to somebody and trying to get another role player in. Or option number three, you come to terms with DeMar the Rosen, like, hey, man, um, we're going to send you somewhere where you want to go. And you get something back in return from the mother roads. And those are the only three options I can see happening that the Bulls can really make. I, I don't see them trading away Zach Levine after they just gave him the max. So I think Zach yeah. is safe because they gave him the max. Everybody Absolutely. else, it's a chance that they, they may be they may um get moved. Yeah. You know, you know, I told you all I think it's always a chance. It's always a chance. But I'm with you, brother, with the Zach. Uh Everything you said was absolutely safe way. If it was me, because, you know, as we know how the NBA works, like with a roster, not to say this is a championship roster, but we know they underachieving. And I think in any other situation, Billy Dominic is out. Because that before I trade anybody, I need to see if somebody else can come in here and make this shit work. Before I move tomorrow, before I start trading Patrick, you know what I'm saying? Because I value my players more than I do my head coach. But since they didn't already extended Billy, <laughs> we know Billy ain't the one going to be going nowhere. So now you have to move pieces. Well, you don't have to, but if you want to improve this team, you know, you have to move pieces. And I'm, and I'm with you. I, I was thinking about something earlier, and it clicked. I got two trade targets in mind right now. Now, you know, they might be long shots. They might can happen. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to bring them to you while we're here. You know, my first one is that because I think Vucevic the man out either way. You know, he's the one that don't have a contract extension. He looked like the weakest link in the lineup, and it ain't even his fault. I'm not me saying this is not saying Vuce is garbage. He's a yeah, very he, good player. He just don't fit with those two guys. Yeah, because I just think with two dynamic scores like Demar and Zach, you need a defensive guy in the middle because you really don't need nobody else taking shots. The next guy live for shot should be Patrick Williams. Yeah. So you really don't need a center that needs shots. You need somebody that's gonna block shots and get rebound and maybe shoot the three. Maybe shoot yeah. the three. They gotta they gotta shoot the three because if you where else can they stay? You know, Zach, I mean DeMar like to move in the in a in a in a in a mid race. So yeah, that's why that's why you see Vooch always out on the three point line because they, they don't want him in the paint. Yeah. Which which brings me to my first trade proposal and it might be a long shot because this is a very good team but i think this trade will probably still be good right so trade number one you 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 call boston and you say hey 
can would you have any interest in Nikola Vucevic? We know you wanted him at the trade deadline two years ago when we got him because that we was rumored it was rumored that Boston didn't know Orlando was going to trade Vooch and they wanted him and they and, and AK got to him for that. I would say, hey, do you still want this guy? And we can work something now. We just want Al Horford because the money will work with Al Horford and Malcolm Brogdon. That that's two for one. And if you want, you know, if you want, I don't know, you probably got to throw Kobe in. Maybe they want another guard back. Maybe you throw Kobe in, maybe, you know, or whatever. If, if they would entertain that, that'll be something I would think that can turn this team around. Because I think Malcolm Brogdon is a starting point guard. And I think he's the guy to say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Now, granted, Boston is hot as hell right now. <laughs> they might not want to yeah. touch nothing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I don't think they're going to touch anything right now. But I do think what Vooch does for them, he gives them, you know, they still get to keep Robert Williams, so they still got their defensive five, but it gives them a, a back to the basket because that's a team where they say, hey, if we go into the finals, we, we can probably use a guy like Vooch, a guy we can give it to in the post, give us a different look so Tatum and Brown ain't just going off the dribble all game long. You know what I mean? So it gives them a different look. But that's I thought that would be a good trade for both teams. And, and, I, think, and I think Boston can probably make it work because look at Al Horford. They, they, they play Al Horford with those two guys, and, and, yeah. and it's perfect. Yeah, and see, for Al Horford, for us, you know, whether you start him or bring him off the bench, come here, it don't really don't matter. You still got Andre Drummond. So you can either start Andre, but you still got a five when you say, hey, DeMar need to open that paint up. You still got Al Horford. He do the same thing Vooch do. And he's better defensively around the perimeter. So he actually helps you a little bit better than Vooch defensively, not as much offensively. So that's just kind of something I looked at. My second one is uh, Denwitty. You know, Dallas is struggling like right now. And I don't know what it'll take to get him. I don't know if that's another Vooch proposal. You know Probably. what I mean? <laughs> but that's a guy I say, hey, you know, y'all, we know y'all like bids that can shoot. Granted, they got Christian Wood. They might have zero interest in, and in, in, we know they probably have more interest in Zach <laughs> than anything. But it don't do us no work to trade Dinwiddie for Zach. So, um, but that's just one guy out there. But, you know, I, other than that, it's just minor guys like TJ McConnell. I watched the Indiana game the other day. This guy racked up like five assists in the first half. Like, easy. Penetration and kick. You know, they need somebody. You know, that's my point. (laughs) Dallas is kind of intriguing because you said um, you can pair Luca with um, with Vooch. They probably keep keep, uh, Christian uh, Woods. Christian Woods. They can send us Dinwiddie. I'm trying to say something maybe, else. Maybe yeah. we maybe we attach Kobe and try to get one of they one of they bigs. Maybe one um, of they JaVale, fours. Maybe JaVel McGee. Yeah, um, that'll work. That'll that, work. Absolutely. I, they I don't, don't even know. use them neither. Yeah, I I think I don't know how the money would look, but I think Dinwiddie and um and Vooch is probably the same amount. And I yeah, think Dinwiddie close to twenty on his last year, his deal. I got I got to look into that. And yeah. I think I think Javel McGee and Kobe White, you know, matches up. So that gives Dallas a, a, another guard, a younger younger guard well, losing Dinwiddie, and a big to pair up with um with, with Luca, and yeah. we get a, a point guard 
until Lazo return, who's already cool with coming off the bench when Lazo do return. So That's it's absolutely he, he then when he comes off the bench anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, but so. you know, Dallas is a, you're right. Dallas is a trigger for that matter because they're not winning a ton of games. They so far they kind of like in the bottom half of the Western Conference right now too. Luca is playing his playing his ass off, but you know he is like struggling for wins. And I think yeah, some post presence for them get them a different look. Um, you know, maybe they can run Vooch and Wood out there together, and you know, for some minutes and see how that look. But I got to scout around other teams to see if it's some other guards we can. Positive, you know, some AK can do whether it's minor or you know maybe some yeah. getting Vooch involved, but something has to be done, man. We we do we do def we do definitely need a point guard. I I came up with two options. I got um maybe go out and try to get um Bogdanovich from the Detroit Pistons, or maybe see if what well, I don't know Mal Turner going to be available now that the Pacers are playing good basketball, yeah. or maybe try to get a um. A deal and try to get DeAndre Ayton out of Phoenix. It, it's things I think uh, if you want to go that way, yeah. Or if you want to put a bandit on this, just go out and get a point guard to really a TJ McConnell, just somebody. Yeah, they can play twenty minutes for you. So the Bulls. Uh, to, before we wrap this up, to so the Bulls will be going on the road for the remaining game to till Christmas. They got Minnesota. Coming in, uh, I mean, they're going to Minnesota on Sunday. That's not going to be a uh, easy one. Miami, the Hawks, then the New York Knicks again. So those next four games can go either way. It'll really let us know what direction this Bulls are going. Like, is this Bulls team really done? Or do they got a little bit fight into them. So I think this road trip is gonna gonna tell us a lot about this Bulls team before they got three home games, four home games should I say, to end the year out. So I, I can't wait for these next eight games to Absolutely. see how this team shape up to end the year. And possibly maybe January Lonzo Ball, we get an update or something. We just gotta wait and see. But so far, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from this Bulls team. Uh, this disgusting, <laughs> especially coming off uh, the season we had last last yeah. year. Just everything about yeah. this team just easily just turned off. And one thing I got to ask you before you wrap up: How should the Bulls feel that they're getting blown out by the Knicks? And then the opposing team put in Derrick Rose, and he gets the <laughs> loudest ovation throughout the whole night while the team down. And every time he shoot, it's a loud reaction. How should the Bulls? Should the Bulls players feel a certain way about that? Because if I was on that team, I feel a way. Even as a fan, and I love Derrick Rose with all my heart. I'm sitting there like, bro. Really? <laughs> y'all 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 cheering and we getting smacked. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. That that you know, they should feel shitty the way they play more than anything. But I think that the top that off, they you know, you they gotta go home and look themselves in the mirror. You know what I mean? And that's everybody. Billy Donovan, everybody need to go home and say, man, look, because like you brought up. We finna know we finna know a lot more in these next eight games. And I think it starts with these the Timberwolves. Because if you lose to the Timberwolves after getting blown out to the Knicks, 
you got the Heat, the Hawks, and then the Knicks again. Now, I'm just going to – with the Heat itself, the Heat, another team trying to get on track. I was just watching them before we hopped on. Uh, I think they was at halftime, but – I think everybody's going to be looking to feast on the Bulls. These next eight games, it's not, it's not, it's not one-sided. Like the Timberwolves trying to get right. Uh, they got, I think, Cass out. So you know, Rudy Gobert going to feast on the offense and defensive oh, yeah. rebound. We don't have an answer for Rudy Gobert. Uh, the probably no answer for Ant or D'Lo, who've been playing good basketball. Miami Heat trying to get right, like you said. Um, the Atlanta Hawks just beat us in, in overtime without uh, Murray. Murray and John Collins. Absolutely. Uh, the, we've seen what the Knicks done to us. And they're going to be at, at home. The Rockets, <laughs> the, the Bulls can't even beat the Thunder. Milwaukee Bucks, we know what the Bucks bring. Detroit Pistons, that's probably a, or a, maybe a winnable game. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, who playing some good basketball. So... None of these games sway in the Bulls' way. So anything can happen on these next eight games before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm getting trained, man. I, I'm like, the, for real. This... The, the, wound, the wound is cut. The cut, like, the cut is here. It's a wound. Yeah. But every <laughs> loss, it just is yeah. – I'm getting I'm getting three alpha vibes with this team that like like we thought that team was gonna be something and then they just couldn't yeah. get right and yeah. but they, I'm starting to smell the Darren Williams and Kevin Garnett Lopez net. That's what I'm starting yeah. to smell. I ain't saying they there yet, <laughs> but I'm starting to smell that like they just slapped three guys together, like all right, now go out there and get it done. That's what it's starting to look like. But I hope, I hope. They can turn it around. We know they're going to need at least a minor change somewhere. Yeah. But I'm hoping but you, they can just get it you together. You can tell when this team was made, they really made this team for Lazo to be the guy that get everybody involved. And, and you've seen where, where a dynamic point guard like him is really needed. So maybe, like like you said, maybe a, a natural point guard is, all, is what it takes to really get this team back on track because – I don't think we got it. You know, Dragic ain't really playing 30 minutes. Um, Ayo ain't there yet. He got the skill set, but he's not there yet. And um, so maybe that's the reason. You got to wait and find out. But I don't think Alonzo Ball coming through that door anytime, anytime soon. soon. And even if he make a February, March return, you can't expect him to be Alonzo Ball when he left. You know what I mean? This kid going to need months to get himself even to, you know, just to enjoy being on the court again, knowing that he could possibly have a uh, career-ended type of injury. You know what I mean? So yeah. He probably going to be scared to play. To like even absolutely. Hard. Absolutely. I think the best thing this team can do, go get another point guard. And what's better than having one good point guard if you have, if you can get two? So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But – that's all we got for you guys, man. Uh, probably talk to you guys next week. Hopefully, we can talk about some wins other than some goddamn losses. <laughs> uh, any last word before we wrap things up, Big O? Man, let's, you know, let's uh, <laughs> bow our heads and pray. Yeah. Let's pray for them, man. They need, they need it, man. But 
That's you all know? we can do. <laughs> At least we got we got Justin Fields, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I, man, both of my favorite quarterbacks playing tomorrow. So I hope this I hope this is a back and forth game. This is a good game. I love Justin Fields and I love Jalen Hurts. Justin Fields number one, Jalen Hurts number two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So to see them guys playing, man. I can't wait, man. I'm how many yards? Play. How many yards rush combined? What you got? <laughs> I think I think they may uh well I don't know our defense is horrible so Jalen Hurts may just be in the pocket all Pie day just slang. I don't just think to show he ain't got to do too yeah. much <laughs> like I ain't got to do too much. <laughs> he, he probably won't even take because they, they offensive line is already good as it is and our yeah. pass rush is horrible so he might just be back to slinging that thing Justin yeah. Fields on the other hand he may have a hundred hundred rush yards. Yeah, somebody made a good point. They they was like, uh, they don't expect uh, 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 they don't expect uh, Fields to get a lot of rushing yards because the defense actually have to play uh, hurts in practice all the time, so they gonna know how to guard him. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a good point. We got to see it though, because I don't know who faster, but we got to see when <laughs> we go <Hey>. see. <laughs> every every team can can say that, but once that year on that field, Justin it's Fields a whole is a different, different animal. animal man. That's a different animal. But, uh, that's all we got for you guys, man. Bear down, go Bulls. Peace out. Thanks. Peace.